As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. everybody welcome to 12 in the morning rants i'm jv i hope you guys are having a good one whether you're listening to me in the morning day or night um you're here now so let's do this the right we something like that i almost landed it but i wanted to crash and burn at the very end i planned that so shut up So I decided to take a little bit of of a break from the MCU, and when I mean a little bit of a break, I mean I wanted to watch another movie, Um, another superhero movie at that, because something happened, something mysteriously happened, I I was watching these MCU films, I rekindled an old... An old love of mine, I guess you should say. I rekindled a new, an old love for a certain superhero that I had when I was much, much younger. You guys probably heard me talk about this, especially in the Incredible Hulk video that I did. I briefly mentioned how I, when I was growing up, Hulk was probably... I don't know where he would land now, I'd be curious to say. Would he be in my top 10? I can't guarantee that he would be. But would he be in my top 10 favorite superheroes right now? I don't know. I would have to really, you know, look inside myself to think so. Um, back in the day, um, he was probably top 3. I was going to say top 5, but he was most likely top 3 favorite heroes of all time. Right behind old Spidey and Batman. He was just, I thought he was just the fucking coolest when I was growing up. And I got to tell you, that started to really linger with me after I watched The Incredible Hulk. It's like, man, I used to love this guy so much. What happened? 
So I started looking into like. I just started looking at a bunch of Hulk shit. And in case you guys haven't heard, I've been. I started playing the GameCube version of The Incredible Hulk Ultimate Destruction. But considering I don't have component cables for it, um, I decided um, I'm going to find myself an Xbox version. Because, fingers crossed, um, I hopefully I can play for the 360. That way I can play that game in all of its gloriousness on the 360. Get the full, you know, get the fullest potential out of it that you can. I mean, I think the fullest potential you can get is from the cube. But I don't know. Everyone always says go for the cube version, which I agree. It's great. If I had a pair of component cables that weren't 300 bucks or something like that, I would definitely get down on that. But whatever the case, I've been going down this little ride down memory lane. And I also purchased this little... Okay, it's not little. It's a pretty fat comic of some of Hulk's earlier work. From first comic through... I don't know. There's a lot of them. And it says it's like volume one of like, I don't know how many. I don't know. I would like to know. That way I can look for more after I'm done with this one. Well, I have to finish my fantastic. Whatever the case, I'm all over the place already. So me swimming back into this trench of Hulkness. It got me thinking about something very specific. A movie that I had watched as a kid. And as of late, you know, definitely as I started growing up, I started figuring out people did not like this movie very much. In fact, people love to take a big old mean shit on it. And then I also kind of noticed that everyone likes to say the same old things. And I don't want to just... I want to jump on the bandwagon, or, no, I don't want to jump to conclusions, but I think a lot of these people are jumping on a bandwagon when they talk shit about this movie. I don't know, it's, let's be honest, it's it's fun to talk shit about things. You know, like, people like to talk shit about Nickelback, and I heard, like, one of the new bands that they like to do, that, they're not new, new anymore. But new compared to Nickelback is like Imagine Dragon. They became like the new Nickelback. And someone said that. I was like, why? I guess it's just in people's natures or nature these days to just talk shit about things that really aren't that bad. So I watched two videos. On YouTube, well, I I watched a lot more, but I watched two specific videos that kind of wanted me, that kind of got me to not only want to watch this film, but I actually wanted to buy this film on Blu-ray. So, first, I watched this little video from this YouTuber named The Nostalgia Critic, where he looks at it. It's a funny video, if you like to hear some of the nitpicks about the movie, and you know, I will say some genuine complaints as well. 
it is pretty um it's like like I said very much like everyone else just kind of trashes on the movie and all this other stuff and then I ran across another YouTube video a channel called Cinema Wins where you know they talk about everything great about a specific movie in this case Hulk and yes it is just called Hulk it's not called the Incredible Hulk or even the Hulk just Hulk or some people like to call it Ang Lee's the Hulk or Ang Lee's Hulk I should say because there is no the there and he really triggered back um, the Cinnamon Winds guy. Um, he really triggered a lot of like familiar memories from back in my day. And I'm not talking like terrible memories. I'm like very nostalgic memories of you know some of the things I really liked about this film. And little glimpses here and there that it's like... Man, I need to check out this film. I haven't actually... I've heard people complain about this movie, like, to no end. It's like, you know... Like I said, it's like complaining about Nickelback. It's like you've heard people complain about these guys forever, but when's the last time you actually heard a song from them? Speaking of which, someone had told me that Nickelback actually had a cover of The Devil Went Down to Georgia. And I listen, and they're like, dude, it's actually really good. And I listened to it. It was cool. Is it weird to think that I expected more of it? I don't know. It did sound really cool, though. I would. I wish they would have stuck with the fiddle on there too, though. But I don't know. I guess it makes more sense that they would just guitar it up. Why not? Yes, I wanted to watch Ang Lee's Hulk, and I put my money where my mouth was. I found a copy of it on Amazon for dirt cheap, and I bought it on 4K, and I watched it. And you know what? I think this is better than um. I think it's a lot better than a lot of people like to give this movie credit for. Now, I'm not going to go and say that this movie's like an un, you know, like an unseen masterpiece by any stretch. Like, you know, there are some legit gripes about this film, which, you know, I can see why people don't like it. Sure, 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 sure. But I think a lot of the complaints that people have about this film. <clears throat> Oftentimes when people go into something they hate it, they don't really take away some of the things that, you know, make this movie really, in my opinion, great. And, you know, well, first and foremost, if we can get started, I don't know exactly how I want to do this. Do I want to do play by play? I think no. I don't really feel like going, you know, from 
from beginning to end scene by scene. I think I want to do this specific review. I want to go by... I want to go through like some of the complaints that people have about this film. And... You know, I can either like... And then I'm just going to either agree with it or I'm going to tell you that I disagree with it and why. So, considering this is called Ang Lee's Hulk, why don't we start this with um him, the man himself, Ang Lee, the director, and um the Hulk himself. I'm not joking. He does uh he does motion capture for the Hulk, which um for people like that this dude was just here for a paycheck, whatever. Ugh. And um I don't know if this was true. I know the nostalgia critic talked about it, about how he did, um, fuck, it's a crouching tiger or something like that. He did some movie with martial arts in it and it was, I slurred that, it had martial arts in it and it was amazing. People loved it and he won an Academy Award for it. So, this was a... You needed to hire this dude for a project. This is, the, you know... He's red hot, so if there's a movie you want to make, you want this dude to be attached to it. And, you know... A lot of people like to complain. And I get it. Every time a movie does terrible... And I've done this myself, too. And I'll do this... I still do this <clears throat> from time to time. And for some some part of it, it is true. You know, you get someone like a Joel Schumacher that gets a lot of shit. And even though I don't think Joel deserves as much shit. Because, you know, even... I think I've, Joel Schumacher did it about the same way. It's just like, well, most of these ideas were not mine. Um, I was... <clears throat> I was a living, breathing person. I could have said no... I could have put my foot down, but I did not. I just let him do it, and now we're here. Then you look at something like um, the Justice League, where... Yeah, it is fun to kind of... That's another one of those, it's fun and easy to poke your fingers at the director. But I think that was kind of a... It's That one's a difficult situation, because it's like... They picked Josh Whedon, you know, do the his movies being a lot light-hearted, a lot more light-hearted. Even in a movie like Cabin in the Woods, they still find a way to make it, like, chipper. I'm not sure chipper's the right word. Humor is for sure. You know, in that case, it's like a lot of that has to do with studio and whatever. Interfering and meddling because of their knee-jerk reaction to how... Fans feel about their films. What does this have to do with Angley's Hulk? But, oh, so I like this. I understand how, you know, when you don't like the film, you immediately just, like, attack the the director. I understand that. But that being said, um, I don't know why people complain about Angley and the direction. 
I will say this about MCU films. With the exception of a couple movies here and there, you know, like, sure, Joss Whedon, he was worth mentioning, you know, not just because, but with Joss Whedon, he he was more mentionable for, like, him being able to work with, like, an ensemble cast more than, like, his terrific camera work, even though there are some great shots here and there. But you ever notice that I never talk about the director's? Sometimes I'll talk about, like, Thor The Dark World or Ant-Man where they had a different director that, you know, had an idea but then they got pushed off of a project or pushed off the project because the movie was going in a different direction than they saw. So more often times than not, you know, the MCU's... I'm not going to say the direction is terrible but it's just kind of like... A thing. It's like ambient music. If I could put it any way. It's. It's not offensive. And it's not bad. It's just. Happening. It just goes on in the background. And you kind of forget that it's a real thing. But you can. Um, it's like. um One of the complaints about. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going different genres here. But it's like one of the complaints with um, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. A lot of their music, when you're in the wild, it's all ambient music. And, you know, like I said, it's not bad. It's really nice and peaceful, sure. But it's not like some of the other music you'll hear where it's just like, Ah, that's so amazing! You know, it just kind of happens and then, you know... It's just, I'm so... I just... It's something that, you know, if you don't have it, it's not like it's the worst thing ever, but it's like, man, I wish, I wish the directing had some more personality. And I think, especially as of late, I mean, I think I've always, always kind of noticed it, but I didn't really notice it until <laughs> pretty recently, how much of a... How much of a fan I am of Sam Raimi and his way of directing movies. Which was definitely one of the best parts of Doctor Strange. Not just the horror aspect that Raimi brings to the film. But he he has fun with the camera. He, it like moves and turns and flips. It does all this crazy shit and it's just... No pun intended. Wink, wink, pun intended. It's a marvel to look at. So this is my long-winded way of saying that Ang Lee, I mean, sure, you don't have to like it. I'm not telling you you have to like it. But you have to acknowledge that he is... He's doing a lot with this film. More than just... And I'm not just talking about the whole, like box like kind of comic book panel looking um ways that he likes to do the movie which a lot of these a lot of the the cuts and fades that he has you know in this style are you know a lot of them are very creative some of them are duds sure you know sometimes i feel like they just do it in this way because you know nothing's going on so they're doing it in this way to kind of give you something to look like Ooh, ah that's pretty neat 
I don't, I'm not even paying attention how nothing's really going on, and I'm kind of just wishing that this part goes by quicker, more or less. But the real, but even the, sh there's a couple shots in here, like, there's this one shot where, you know, he's the Hulk, and he's standing in front of this house that he grew up in, and you can just see in his mind that he's going through all these, um, emotions, like, all these repressed memories, and they're coming back to him, and he's kind of at peace, and then at this moment, you see this missile just boom! Explode right in front of him. That was really cool. And like I said, the whole panel thing. There are some cuts in this that, you know, from one cut to another. It look, it has personality. Alright? I know. You don't have to, you know, this particular personality you don't have to like. It's just like, you know, sometimes... This person may have personality, but it's like, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to like it. It's like, it's like, yeah, that dude, chick, whatever, man, they have personality. But fuck, it, that personality bugs the fuck out of me. I can understand that. Not for me, though. I really like his directing in this, and... Yeah, I think, I think he gets unnecessary shit for it, you know, for something that is very, um, you know, I think people's hatred for it is subjective. A lot of people complain about it, but, you know, other people, you know, I, I like it. I like the way, the very creative way about going with his camera work and everything and you know transitioning from one shot to another or even blending shots together to make it look like a comic book that's really fun and it looks like they're kind of doing something similar to um the Ms. Marvel series that they come got coming out which I'm not I don't want to talk shit but I'm not particularly excited for that show and hey, they did something similar with like, well, I guess they, they didn't really do it with Spider-Verse. It looked more like a comic book. And they kind of did, they kind of made it look comic booky. I suppose. But I don't know. I like the way it works. And, um, it's one thing I don't hear a lot of people talk about either. Maybe they'll make a, like a quick comment about it. But, since I was talking about music earlier, the music in this movie is... Whew, the music's good. I really like the music in this movie. Um, the kind, you know, the kind of main theme of it... The You know, it sounds really basic compared to how I'm doing it, but... I think that's really cool. And especially since... I like that this movie has like an intro as well. Somewhat like Spider-Man. Which makes sense. This movie came out a year after Spider-Man came out. So it makes sense that... You know... They're going to jump on that bandwagon. Why not? 
it worked for him. Why not try it out for you guys? So, you know, it has a nice little opening montage, you know, seeing some dude with formulas and everything. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, with all these beakers mixing up shit and all that. And... You know, you just have this really cool music going on in the background. And the action scenes, you know, the music help enhances it. And there's this one scene where Hulk is just like jumping around these canyons and whatever. And there's this one piece of music that I got. I wish I knew what it was called, but in the meanwhile, while this music is going, there's this woman singing in the background. And it's just like, I love that song when I was younger. And I still love it when I was adult. I, like as soon as this scene popped up, when watching this film, like, oh my god, it's this scene! Oh, I loved it, and I still do. And it was just the, it especially that scene. It just you know gave him this big sense of like, you know, he's just in between fights with the government, so you know he's just hopping around. They even give you this nice little shot of him like while he's midair hopping and you know, the wind's blowing in his face and he's you can tell he's just like oh this is nice so and the song behind it just it just makes you feel like it makes you just feel free and just like ah oh, you can breathe it all in it's cool okay that's too much I'm gonna, I'm gonna make myself yawn and. Yeah, like I said, the action scenes, they make it really cool with the music behind it. Very solid stuff. Very solid stuff, I gotta tell ya. Um, what's another thing that people complain about? Um, I don't know if people really complain about the actors that much. I, th I think it's the acting that people got, you know kind of diss on um especially like um what is it Jennifer Conley who's playing Betty in this movie 
I mean, everyone's kind of quiet in this film. I mean, first of all, in my opinion, my opinion, um, Eric Bana's, you know, Bruce Banner. I don't know if this is a controversial statement, but he still very well may be my favorite live action um, Bruce. Here's the deal. So the only other... We got two Bruce Banners so far. We've got, you know, we, then they're both from the MCU. We got the Edward Norton one, which, who knows, it could have been a different story if he was stayed on. But we don't know. He was only there for one movie. And, um, you know, while I did really like Edward Norton's version of it, you know, I'd say out of three, his is probably, I don't know if I want to say the weakest, he, his is the one with the most potential. You know, especially since, you know, Norton had a very specific vision for where he wanted to take Bruce and all this. And, you know, they kind of ran with it, but they didn't really go anywhere with it. And then we got MCU, like, uh, Mark Ruffalo, Bruce Banner. Which I think they do get a good I think they do get them right for the most part but I don't know there's some he, there's some humor to him that you know I think some part of his character is a little bit lost I don't know maybe I'm just jumping into that bandwagon of people that just hates on the MCU and certain things when it's convenient for me I mean I still really like him but I don't know this also may be nostalgia speaking keep that in mind but um, I don't know why, just the way he acts it, you know, he just acts like, you know, a dude that's, because first thing first, I like the way they write Bruce in this as like this, because the way the story is, is that um, Bruce's father, David Banner, which first of all, thinks makes me think of the rapper, David Banner, 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 Banner. And then whatever beat goes on in your head. I don't fucking know which one. But he's also a callback to the Incredible Hulk series, which I've never seen. I've always been kind of interested in watching because, you know, who knows? Maybe I'll really like it. But the reason I bring it up is, um, I do know this. Um, in the series, his name was not Bruce Banner. It was called his name was David Banner. Cause um, in in Stan Lee's own words, they told him that they couldn't use the name Bruce because Bruce just was just it was just too gay of a name. I'm not joking. That's what they told him. They're like it's just a little gayish. Is there anything else we can call him? He's like, I don't know. Fucking David, what do you want from me? <clears throat> that name Bruce must have had a, a different reputation back in the day. Because it's like, uh, it doesn't sound gay to me. Bruce! I don't know. It's a, it sounds like a tough name to me. But then again, it's probably because I associate it with this guy. Who knows? That's a weird 
It's a weird reason to, you know, for a name change. So I do like how they have David Banner in this, and then this time it's his father. Interessant. But anyways, his father's working on him, you know, to, you know, enhance the human body past its, you know, capacity, basically, you know, you know, get more out of, you know, make your body able to, you know, be capable of doing more. And he's doing all this testing on animals and everything, and then you get to see, like, a, you get to see these actors are trying to play a young McNulty, David Banner, and, um... A uh, young looking like Sam Elliott looking guy. Who is playing on Ge- General Thunderbolt Ross. Which I think I prefer this. I always kind of preferred when they would hire on actors. You know I think the best way to go about it is that you find like an old picture of them around the age that you want them to. Then you start looking around for actors and then say hey you look a lot like this guy. How about you play a young version of him instead of doing this creepy old CGI face terraforming or de-aging shit where it's like kind of looks like it, but it's, it's weird. It's weird. That's, I'm, that's, this is my, it's just, it's weird. I just, it's weird. Weird. I think there's a better way of going about it. So basically, David, he's doing all this, um, experimenting, um, but, you know, some days are better than others. And then David's talking to Ross about, like, human experimentation, and then Ross is just like, do not. I am telling you, do not do human experimentation. And as he's saying this, you know, it cuts to a shot where, of course, David, he tests it on himself. And what happens around this time? Um, His wife tells him that, hey, David, I have wonderful news. I'm having a baby. And then, you know, she gives birth to this little boy, this pressured boy. And... David has a little bit of a curious, you know, he's a little curious about something. So he pulls the little binky out of baby Bruce's mouth and he just like flips out and he's like starts crying like. And you, he doesn't like hulk out, but you see his legs just like turning green. So David Banner, you know, unintentionally after he injected himself. He uh, he accidentally, you know, it he transmitted it to Bruce, and Bruce took it all in conception. All of it, all of it. David's got actually, I don't know. Maybe he's got some of it because he kind of does a similar experiment to himself later. So he must have some. Maybe. I don't know, maybe date maybe Bruce did take it all. But it shows you at a young age that, you know, Bruce is hanging out with a friend and then Bruce has got like a scratch on the top of his head. 
This other kid just following him. He's like, yeah, like Max or whatever, like hit him with a stick. But Bruce wouldn't do anything. He just kind of stood there and let it happen. And he started shaking. And then you just see like Bruce. He's just like quiet. His head's down. And then you just like. Mm. And then, yeah, it's just like, well, I don't know what. One mother's like, I, I don't know. That's crazy that Bruce didn't do anything. It's like any other kid would have like wailed on him. And then the mom's just like, oh, that's just, it's just how he is. He's just so bottled up. And I, I think that's one of my, that's one of my favorite things about his betrayal of this. Because for a character like that, and again, this might be, this is subjective. I might, might not be like this for you, but. For those moments where he kind of does, you know, you know, finally, I like this idea that, you know, it's not hard, you know, Bruce can like manage his anger because, you know, he's always kind of been like bottled up, but every once in a while he'll just have an episode where it's just like, it's just too much and then it's like, he just needs to let off some steam every now and then. And you get this impression that Bruce hasn't let off steam, like, probably ever. We get this opening scene where, you know, you see Bruce growing up and all this. And then it turns out that, you know, Bruce and his mom go into this table. Next thing you know, you hear this screaming with her and her dad in the room. And no, it's, it's not like that. It's not. It's not what you think it is. Unless... What you think is, you know, possible murder, then kind of, but not really. But no. At least not yet. No murder yet. But it shows Bruce, Bruce grow up, and he's like with a foster mother. Which, you know, if that doesn't already kind of like ring red flags to you. Or wave red flag. Yes, everyone knows of the ring and red flag. But if that's not like waving a red flag at you, I don't know what will. It's like, um, she's dead. Yeah, we, we she's dead. He killed her. Like, there's there's this completely random woman that looks nothing like the woman that we just saw that Bruce was hanging out with as a child. So yeah, she's dead. And this is after you know Thunderbolt Ross found out about David. You know, experiment, experiment, experimenting on himself. God, that was hard to say. And obviously he got pissed because he was very specific about no human testing. And yeah, David or just took his little part himself to test on him. I mean, hey, at least he just tested on himself. So, I mean, shit. It's still like it went to somebody else. So, okay, I can see why maybe they didn't want him doing human testing, which would have future ramifications, I would be pretty sure. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Anyways... Um, the moment where Bruce, you know, this kind of differs from the comics, because in the comics, you know, Bruce is doing some testing, I mean, Bruce is doing some testing on himself, and I'll have to read the actual comic itself, to be specific, which I'll have to, I'll, I'll try to update you what specifically it is in the comic. But, you know, something with gamma rays and all that fun shit, as we all know. And then something goes wrong and, you know, then he turns into a Hulk. In this movie, it's something that, you know, was already in his blood. But when the accident happens, when he gets dosed with gamma rays, um, what the gamma rays do, it actually just helps, you know, unleash what was already inside him. Uh, I think with Gamma Research, I think all they were trying to do is try to find a way to, you know, very much like reptiles, you know, when a limb gets chopped off, you know, it like grows back, you know, you know, help the body advance in a way where it can self-heal. At least that's what I believe what they're trying to do. I think that's what they were trying to do. And, you know has not worked so far, so when this happens to Bruce, you know, they thought he would be dead, and he ended up being like, I'm actually doing great. It's like I'm 100% more. It's like, you know, my bad knee? It's now my good knee, which always, which that's a funny line. And... Speaking of actors, because I don't hear much people complain about Eric Bana's portrayal of Bruce. I think I hear more complaints about uh, Jennifer Conley's portrayal of um, Betty Ross. Which, I guess I can understand. They say she's got a pretty bland performance, which, seeing this movie again, I'm like... I guess you can say there's points where it is does seem bland, but she has she has a lot of really great, a lot of subtle ways that she acts in this movie. One of my favorite things is that um after Bruce's for first um explosion turning into the Hulk, um he she find she you know she's going to Bruce's house to. You're talking about the lab exploding or some shit. And check up on him. 
And there's a scene where, like, General Ross, her father, comes and visits. And she hears the door knocking, and then she goes up to the door. And there's this little sudden, there's this little slight, like, stop in her. Like, when she's walking to the door, she doesn't know who it is. But as she sees and recognizes who it is, she kind of, like, stops for a moment. And then she, like, continues, opens the door. And I, I don't know this for sure, but I think um, I think Jennifer Conley found a way to throw an F-bomb in there without, you know, getting caught. Because when she lets General Ross in and then she's walking back to the kitchen, it does look like she's mouthing, motherfucker. Maybe she doesn't say that. Maybe I'm just hoping that's what she says. I could be a hopeful man, right? 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 Right. But I think she has a lot of... She has a lot of great scenes in this. There is this... um One of my favorite parts of this, and it's it was as a kid and it still is, is when Bruce gets her... Gets her... Gets his powers. You know, first of... It happens because of this fucking dumbass that they're working with. You know, he's trying to work on these electric plugs and whatever. And then he, like, shocks himself. And then those wires, like, cause the machine to inadvertently turn on. And then the gamma radiation just freaking skyrockets. Like, you see the amount of gamma that they're using. And it's, like, all in the green. It's all low to this. And then as soon as that shock happens, it shoots way up. And then you hear Betty just be like, the gamma's too high. I can't stop it, Bruce. And this fucking idiot, despite the fact Bruce is like, what the, what the fuck is up, Toby? Toby, get out! I, I don't remember his name. But between, you know, be, between Jennifer and um, Eric, as I think this, these two really help this scene, like, you know, he's, they're both like selling this thing, like, he's... Like, dude, you gotta get out of here. And then this idiot just cradles up in a box. It's like, what are you, a fucking child? Get the fuck out of there. But because of this fucking idiot doesn't move, fucking Bruce has to stand in front of the machine and take up all that gamma radiation. Which, for one, shows that, you know, I love that just instinctively Bruce is just, you know, he has that heroic, like, need to protect somebody even though it could cost him his own life. Which, thank God for his father experimenting on himself and then it transferring to him. Or else Bruce would have been, um, would have been like those exploding frogs like we saw earlier. And then this kind of transitions to the next scene where he's just in the hospital. Well, first, well, never mind. We're not there First, it just sees him in the hospital, and then Betty, she's just like, I don't understand why, how are you even alive? And then he's like, he does a little joke about his knee. And she has this, you know, she has this line of being like, Bruce, this isn't funny. Like, you were supposed to die, and I was supposed, she's like, you were going to die, and I was going to have to watch you die. And 
I think a lot of people, they always try to... They always want to just like... I was going to watch you die. You were going to die and I was going to have to watch and everything. It's like, you know, overly, like, um... Exaggerated. But you can, like, see her eyes, like, getting all red. You know, like... She's not like she's not sobbing, but she's on the break of tears. Maybe even started tearing up right afterwards. And then you know Bruce, he's just like, hey, 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 Betty, look, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but look, promise, I feel better than I've ever felt. And she has a lot more parts like in this movie that she does really well at. And. The cats are just really fucking great in this. Uh, I, I think they're all... You know, I think the big cast, all of them are, like, fucking great. Um, I already talked about, you know, the, like, big main two. Um, McNulty, who's a, also a big part. He plays David Banner, Bruce's dad. Um, Sam Elliott is playing Thunderbolt Ross, which... Fuck Yeah. I will say that this Thunderbolt Ross does seem a little bit more empathetic than what Thunderbolt Ross would probably be. Or maybe I'm just, I don't know. Maybe I'm expecting a little less out of my Thunderbolt Ross. At first you can kind of see where, you know, he's kind of like, he can kind of seem kind of cold and, you know, not as in, you know, intentive with like Betty and whatever. He's like, he's kind of doing his own shit, and, you know, Betty's doing her stuff, and he doesn't really get into her life until, you know, somehow they cross streams, I suppose. And I gotta say, too, when Sam and, uh, Jennifer are acting across from each other, they do really well. They do act very well as, uh, father and daughter who have a very complicated relationship with each other. Where, where you can tell they both love each other, but, you know, Betty doesn't quite trust her dad or, you know, and then Ross, you know, it's like he wants to do the best for his daughter, but, you know, so, you know, I think there's kind of trust issues on both sides for one reason or another, and... You know, throughout the movie, they they do kind of, I do say kind of, not all the way there, but they do kind of work their way through it, you know, to trust each other a little bit more. Oh. McNulty, you know, he looks... He looks like a homeless man, and he hangs out with dogs, and... He makes them Hulk up and everything, which is funny, but kind of cool, but also hilarious. And there's this one specific scene at the very end where it's him and Bruce, you know, looking at, you know, interacting with each other. And a lot of people like to say that, you know, this is McNulty, like... He, he like he's like in a different movie. Like he's almost like doing the- theater because he's just like 
I think he's just, it's a well-acted scene, but he's also, like, using a lot of movement. He's using his hands a lot, you know, like, and it's really cool. Um, and speaking of David Banner, um, I like, I like his character, which I think, I didn't know this as a kid, because he was a bit of an, he's still an obscure character, unless you, like, are really into the comics. Um, he's portraying a, f- a villain named Absorption Man, or Absorbing Man, I'm not exactly sure which one is which, but it's one of those two names. Um, from what I gathered, he was originally a Thor, um, villain. Very much like Kingpin, where Kingpin, you know, he was established and made a Spider-Man villain. But as time went on, people got to know him. You know, also as a villain, maybe even more so a villain of the Daredevil. Absorbing Man, or Absorption Man, whatever his name is. That's kind of the same deal with him. He started out with Thor, and you know, that's where he got his, you know, that's where he... Got his humble beginnings from. And then, you know, he kind of went to Hulk, where he kind of got more popular, more well-known as a Hulk villain. So I do like how they have this little twist um, with, you know, making this, you know, calling back to the TV series with David Banner. But then also making him the dude that's going to be absorbing man, the fuck his name is. Which I think some of his powers and effects do very well. And that's another thing too. And I'm not sure if this is a hot take or anything. But I'm going to establish this right now. This movie holds up a lot better than, you know, some movies these days. I mean, you got to think about it. This movie is all the way back... In 2003. 2003. I'll say this. This movie holds up. A lot better. Than the Incredible Hulk. And when did the Incredible Hulk come out? Was it like the same year. Maybe a year after Iron Man. So 2008. 9. So something like 6-7 years later. And it looks inferior to the film that was made in 2003. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Like, I'm not going to say the CGI is perfect. There are some times here and there where it's just like, it takes you out for a little, like, for a second. Like, whoa, that wasn't great. But there's some CGI shots that are just amazing. I am 
so surprised how great the Hulk looks in daylight. I did mention the Incredible Hulk how, you know, sometimes in the night shots, you know, Hulk looks amazing. But he looks a lot shoddier during the daytime. Nothing crazy, not the case for this Hulk. I mean, at nighttime, it's sometimes, maybe it's because when I was watching this, it was daylight, so it was just a little hard to see, but, you know, in the nighttime, it's hard to see him. It's not that the effects look bad, it's just I can't really see him. Uh, but like I said, that might have been just one the time of day that I cho- chose to watch it. And... Yeah, there are some there's some spots where Hulk doesn't look so great. But there are some shots where I look at it and it's like, oh my god, that looks amazing. Like I'm still convinced there's a big green man just standing right in front of me. Oh man. Like that first time where he turns into Hulk after that one jackass dude like comes into his house and starts roughing him up. And then he like flings the dude onto the couch after he gets angry. There's a shot of him just like staring at the camera. Well, he's not staring at the camera. But he's just looking really intensely intensely towards the camera. It's like, damn, that shot looks... That's some great work on that. Makes me happy that I decided to get this on 4K. You know, because... Damn, that looked good. That looks so sweet. I do like the Hulk in this. And I think I discovered... I rediscovered this in my head. That growing up, I've always kind of preferred my Hulks with like short hair... Over the whole moppy hair look. You know. Kind of like in um, Kind of like in this movie. And I think my love for a Hulk with shorter hair does come from this movie. Maybe even where he's got a little bit, you know. Where he's shaved on the side and, you know, he's got a little bit on the top. I think a lot of that might stem from this movie. And... Hulk, he, this Hulk is, like, ridiculous as far as, like, how big this dude gets. Like, at one point when, you know, he goes to the forest to see Betty or whatever, I think they said they scaled him at, like, 25 feet or something like that. It's like, damn. Damn. You do not see that in the MCU. You do not. I mean, it'd be weird if, like, they scaled... Hulk that huge, you know, just proportionally, just, it's nice, I get why they do it too, but they have him proportionally, like, big enough to be like, oh my god, he's in the, he's, um, fuck, I had the word, he looks imposing, you know, but they don't make him too big, where it just seems too, you know, it, it would seem like a little much. But, you know, the over-exaggerated height and whatever, it works in this. Especially the reason why it happens, because this movie does, you know, mess around with, like, brain trauma and everything. And how, you know, the reason the Hulk can grow so big is that, you know, 
Bruce has had, he has a lot of suppressed trauma, which he doesn't realize it, but he witnessed the death of his mother. And as an adult, he didn't even realize that he witnessed it. In fact, it wasn't until all this shit started happening that he realized that his dad was alive. He's like, I was always told that my parents were dead. And then Ross is like, don't play with me. You were four years old when you witnessed it. He's like, witness what? It's like, how do you forget? How could anyone forget something like that? He's like, forget what? And Ross is like, oh, suppress memories. Anyways, I'm getting out of here. So, the next thing I want to try to address is, um, speaking of the Hulk, I don't know if much people will complain about the Hulk. I don't know, they might complain about some effects. But, one of the things people do complain about this film is that it takes forever to get to the Hulk scenes. Now, what I will say is that when I first watched this in theaters with my dad, um... I do remember sitting there waiting quite a long time for Hulk to show up. In fact, I got—I think that's like, what is it, like 45 minutes? Maybe even longer, maybe even close to an hour before we get to see Hulk for the first time. We get to see little glimpses of him. And I forgot to mention this earlier, but I love this little touch. It goes back to Bruce's whole suppressed memories of, like, what's behind the door, what's behind the door. I love after his little accident in the lab with the Gamma. And, you know, he's, you know, Betty leaves and then he's just trying to rest off in the hospital. And then that, you know, dream of his comes back. And the door opens and then it's the Hulk in the back. Now, when I was a kid, it's like, are you trying to imply that the Hulk killed like his mom but I think it's just supposed to be symbolic of like yeah whatever just happened to you Bruce you know this door was closed but now I'm free shit's about to get nuts but I will say as an adult waiting for him to turn the Hulk watching the movie this time around I mean knowing when the Hulk shows up that kind of helps. But I did not feel like I was... I had to wait too long for the whole... Maybe because I was... In a lot of ways, I'm like rediscovering this film with new eyes. Because... Let me see. This movie came out when I was like, you know... Between like 10 and 12 or some shit like that. So... While I could understand some things, it's not like I could understand everything... Not just the words that they were saying, but like, you know, subtle, you know, subtext and all that kind of shit. So, it is really, you know, I was fascinated with a lot of this movie that I was probably previously not fascinated with before. Because I probably just didn't understand what was, you know, like I said, subtlety. Subtlety, subtlety, subtlety. Something that I... You know, something I did not really catch up on when I was younger and even some days 
or sometimes even in modern days, but I do love subtlety. But yeah, I was really fascinated with the story building up to the Hulk. And it really is just like that anticipation of just like shaking up a bottle and just, you know, or maybe like you put a mentos in a freaking Coke bottle and and you're just waiting for that thing to just explode. And I got to say, even though the first sequence with him is very short-lived. Very short-lived, honestly. It was a really cool, you know, just like scene where he's just destroying all this shit. He gets kind of a nice scene with his father before he... I like how Hulk has a lot more of these memories than Bruce does. Like, whenever Bruce discovers old memories, it's usually through the Hulk. You know, that, you know, kind of helps him with his outlet. You know, because his dad's, you know, like, caressing his face like my son. And it does honestly show, like, a really sweet moment between the two. But then it shows the moment, you know, the moment where, you know, right before he kills his mother, then Hulk gets pissed off again. I gotta say, from the moment that Hulk shows up, um, he shows up pretty frequently. And especially after he goes to the base, and after he explodes there, he's Hulk's around for quite a while. We don't see Bruce for a long time. We get to see him explode on that dude and like fling him onto a couch, which was always one of my favorite shots. Because... You can tell they actually flung him. And it wasn't like overly exaggerated where it seemed like, okay, that's, it almost seems cartoony. But it still shows just, like even early stages, just how strong Bruce is even before he turned lean, mean, and green. But then there's that scene where they, that he fights the dogs. And I know a lot of people like to make fun of this. It's fun. It's a fun scene to make fun of. I actually really like this scene. And, you know, a lot of that might have to do with the fact that when I was a kid, I really liked the scene. <clears throat> so who knows? Maybe as an adult, I'd be like, this is a little weird. I mean, a lot of it is like, I think at one point, one of the dogs actually bites him in like the penis. It's a little dark, and you can't really see it, but at one point, you just see this dog, like, you know, bite something, and it stretches, and then Hulk makes this, like, ugh, that's my penis face. And then he, like, punches him. And speaking of punching them, then he takes one of the other dogs and punches them right in the balls. Like, that one is not up for debate. You know, you it, the camera sets, you know, it's a still shot. You see Hulk pick the dog up by a leg. And then with his other arm, he punches him right in the balls and penis. And you even hear the dog make the, this weird, like, ow sound. It's like, that's not, that's not what dog sounds like. Especially when you punches, you know, balls. Probably really wishes he was neutered. Too late now. 
But the, I think this fight seems pretty cool. And, um... The way that he takes care of the last dog, where, like, the dog is, like, biting on his, um... His, like, shoulder. And then what is this right here? Um, it's your, um... What is these? What is this muscle right here on your neck that looks like a mountain? Keep them. So like traps. Is that what those are? I'm not great with muscles. Not remember like bicep, tricep, and forearm and shit like that. You know, your thighs, your calves and shit like that. But I think this is. I really want to say this is your traps right here. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I might be wrong though, but you know, this dog's like munching on the back of his neck and then he just flexes that muscle and then it breaks the dog's jaw. That shit was intense. And then of course it being a Hulk film, it wouldn't be a Hulk film if he wasn't a runaway from a government. And I gotta say, you know, I'm going to be once that, Ultimate Destruction comes out. I'm going to be talking about it. And I got to say. Not only do I think Ultimate Destruction. Did help influence how. Hulk should be destroying. You know use certain things. In the movie. But I think the Hulk actually. Or Hulk actually inspired the game to do. There are some very specific things that Hulk does in this film that. You know, the Hulk in that game oddly does very similarly. Hmm. There's no way. That's just convenience. That's cool. We know. We know. It's a nice little tribute to this movie because <clears throat> there's some really cool scenes with him. And it, like, happens in sections, too. There's one where Hulk is fighting the government in this underground lair. And then at one point, you know, Ross is like, you know, shut the lights off and then, you know, have the lights go out through the tunnel. We'll find him outside. And then you see him, you know, in this, like, old, you know, um, military base place that, you know, is, I think it's, well, it's still military, but there used to be people that lived there, but then... There was like a chemical blast. I want to say like gamma radiation. So the place is like uninhabitable or whatever. Or it just looks like shit. So no one wants to live there anymore. It does look kind of cool. But it does look like a miserable place to live at. He has this really cool fight with these tanks. And then he has another really cool fight with these helicopters. And then that merges on and, you know, what? and this is all going on in these, like, canyons and whatever. And, you know, it does show these moments where, you know, when Hulk is not, like, getting, you know, poked, he has these really calm moments. It's weird because it's like unless he's being attacked, he's like, Hulk is oddly, you know, composed. 
he's almost animalistic, where it's just like, you know, Bruce just gets really angry, and then Hulk comes out, but then, you know, if Hulk has nothing poking him, he'll just, like, kind of walk around, and, you know, look at the, and I really like this scene, too, after he has his encounter with the tanks, he's, like, in this little valley or whatever, where he's just sitting there, and you can tell that Hulk is just taking this all in, and, you know, he's just really at peace, it reminds, you know, he looks at some of this stuff, and, you know, a lot of this is stuff that he remembers from when Bruce was a kid, and he's just like, uh, it's really hard, because, you know, it's harder, it's like, is Bruce and, I mean, in, in the MCU, in, it's obvious that the Hulk and, um, Bruce are like two different people. In fact, they both hate it when you refer to them as the other. But in this movie, the it's such a gray area. So you're just like, I just don't. I like the fact that you're not completely sure of like this is like Hulk or Bruce. Like, is it a split personality thing or is it the same guy? Just you know do the, you know, the transformation of going from one to the other, it's just like, it's hard for him to remember what it's like to be the other, or something like, I don't know, I don't know, it's a very fascinating event, but it's just really cool to see Hulk, and, you know, calm, and just like, <sighs> and then a helicopter comes, and then, you know, then they fight, and then he gets wild up again, so... Even though if they would have just waited another 5-10 minutes, or even a few hours, better yet, he probably would have just calmed down and then Bruce would have just been in the desert all by himself. And then they just would have found him. And he just would have been hanging out. And... Something I really like about this particular Bruce as well... Is that, you know, in the movies, I mean, I will say in the MCU, it's probably more close to what it is. Where Bruce just hates turning the Hulk and he, like, scared for his life. Like, it's like a drunk dude that wakes up after being blacked out. And the next day he's like, oh, what have I done? But in this movie, he admits to her, and I, I don't know, I think... I think this is something that almost like every depiction of Bruce might have, but maybe won't admit it out loud. But it's one of the first things he tells Betty. And he's like, if I could be honest with you, when I lose myself, when I completely lose control, I like it. <laughs> it's like, and you do get to see little scenes here and there too, where it's just like, yeah, he, like, rages out, loses control, but you see those moments where he's just, like, at peace. And it's, it's, it's really cool, because it's, like, like, Bruce finally is able to let go, let all this suppressed anger out, and then it's, like, as soon as he lets this anger out, what happens? Um, he starts remembering a lot more. He remembers his past a lot more. Um... He sits down and then he has all these memories of certain smells and things 
that he remembers when he was a kid. And, he, you know, it just seems like he could, he's, he could finally, you know, find peace, like actual peace. Not just like, um, whatever Bruce was going through before the whole gamma thing or whatever, where it's just like, he's learned to just suppress his anger and, you know, live with it. And this, it's like, he finally learns how to express his anger and then, huh, okay, cool. Huh. Actually, you know what? I am starting to remember my mom and you, you killed her. I don't know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of fascination with this movie and story and all that. Like there's a lot of like well is he can he well is but like I don't fucking know, dude. There's a lot of um I was gonna say it could be very ambiguous, but I don't know if that's quite the word. You know, I guess ambiguous can be a way to put it, it's, you know, it does leave a lot, they do leave a lot for the, uh, imagination to kind of piece themselves, whether those pieces fit there or not, you know, maybe they do, maybe they don't, maybe, you know, Ang Lee wanted some of these things not to be answered just so people can speculate, maybe he didn't have an answer for himself, he's just like, well, I'm gonna set it up like this, um, what do you guys think? What's your mind pondering? Who knows? But surely enough, um, you know, Hulk, the, he ends up in San Francisco because he wants to meet up with Betty and he knows where Betty is. He still loves her. Oh, yeah, that's the thing too. Betty and um, Bruce are broke up in this. Like, in the very beginning, it shows that they broke up and, um, they somehow still find a way to work with each other. Shit's rough, dude. Shit's rough. But, you know, at one point, Betty was like, have me meet up with him. Just, I was like, if you guys just keep shooting at him, he's just gonna get angry and angry. He's just gonna get stronger. And it's like, I realize she's a scientist and she's supposed to be really smart. But are you fucking telling me that no one has come up with this conclusion quite yet? Like, honestly? Should I just give me a chance... Just give him a chance to, you know, to calm down. And then you can even tell in the back of Ross's head, he's like... You know, maybe we should have been doing this, like, a lot sooner. So, yeah, let's go for it. So, yeah, what happens... Like, he's about a, you know, Hulk. He gets surrounded by SWAT teams, cops, and a bunch of army people and that. He's about to throw a rock at this helicopter, which conveniently has Betty in it. So, that helicopter was spared. Thankfully, he has Super Sight as well, because Thunderbolt Ross and Betty and whoever else was in there would have been dead. Any unfortunate civilians under them that would have got hit by the helicopter would have been dead. Hulk would have just ransacked the whole rest of the city because those guys would have started shooting at him and then he'd just go even more crazy. All the civilian casualties that come with it. It's like, oh my god. But no, they find a way to calm him down. 
And I will say this too. I was fascinated, and I was paying attention too. I was fascinated on how many like innocent civilians did not get hurt in this. In an age where we live in like Man of Steel times where look, I will still defend like, you know, the people get mad where you can't literally save everybody. I am amazed that somehow this film found a way for Hulk to try to protect as well maybe not intentionally, but try to protect as many people or keep people from as many people from unnecessary okay let me start the sentence over this movie finds a way to keep from to stop themselves from killing unnecessarily innocent people i still fuck that up but you know what i'm saying you know they don't just have like collateral damage for the sake of having collateral damage in fact at one point you know it does show that Hulk, and this is where that question comes up, is like, is there a little bit of Bruce Banner in there? Because we did see, you know, at that point where he blocked his buddy from getting hit with them gamma rays, does, it's like, is there a bit of, is there a bit of Bruce in there? Is that Bruce or is Hulk just, you know, inherently a hero himself? He just doesn't like to be shot at by helicopters, tanks, and just, guns in general and just like just like any other thing it's like how many times how many bullets can you waste on this guy before you realize that they're not going to work they shot a fucking missile at this guy and he catches it and like spits it at somebody yeah your little itty bitty pew 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 gun is gonna stop him Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I just see all that money just being wasted on this guy that just gets hit with... Why'd you do that? You remember that scene in No Way Home? It's kind of a spoiler for that movie, but everyone knows about this by now. But you remember that scene in No Way Home when Andrew Garfield first comes out of the portal? And... And MJ throws a roll at him and he just looks at her like... Why'd you do that? I feel like that's what every bullet is to the Hulk, where it's just like, it doesn't hurt. It's irritating, though. Just stop. <laughs> but yeah, Betty calms him down, and he's finally able to calm down. Um, by this time, David Banner already kind of confessed that, you know... Well, he didn't confess. He already, He's turning himself in, and he's telling um, Betty what happened. To being a massive creep around her. Like massive massive creep around her. But he's just like. I just want you. I'm going to turn myself in. I just beg you to you know. Let me see my son one last time. Before they inevitably put me away. And most likely put my son away. For the rest of our lives. But what she doesn't know. Is that 
this dude has, you know, he's the absorbing man or absorption man, whatever the fuck his name is. And talk about a fascinating character. They must have had a lot of fun with him in this movie. There's this, when he first gets his powers and then like he cuts his hand and then it heals and then his his like hand like falls onto this like b- like blue metal surface and his hand just like blends into it dude that scene looks solid it still to this day looks like that dude's hand just turned into metal and that whole like little inching like him trying to get his hand out of there cuz it's trapped cuz he you know he's just getting to know his powers it's like dude that is just this movie was made in 2003, and it still looks that good. Fuck, man. And, yeah, they have a great scene where fucking um, McNulty chews up the scenery before quite literally chewing up the scenery, and he turns into this, um... He turns into this big electric monster that kind of reminds me of another Incredible Hulk villain. Um, what's his name? Like Zach? And no, it's the name's like literally three Z's, and then like I think it's Zach's. I think that might be wrong, but he's like this electric monster, and it's like that might be the closest we ever get to seeing that particular villain on screen. It's not even him, but, you know, this is how I would imagine he would look like if they did it. But there's this really cool scene where Hulk and him go up into the clouds, and you can kind of see, like, little glimpses here and there of them fighting in the clouds. Then they land near this lake. They have this really crazy back and forth, and then his dad keeps on trying to absorb the Hulk's powers for himself, because that's what this is all about. He's like, I got power like you, but... Unlike you, my power is unstable, so I need I need to absorb your power so I can be um stable. So it looks like you know our boy Hulk. It's it's like that he could probably just met his match. And at one point, you just you know Hulk ends up under the water, and you know of course it's almost game set match. After you know he gets stuck in the water, his dad just. Someone's like checkmate there. But um little did he know how much um suppressed anger Hulk has. Cause he's just like he's like the more you fight, the more of you I take. And then Hulk you know, Bruce is just like Well, you can hear in the Bruce monologue, if you think you can take it, then take it. And then you hear the Hulk scream, TAKE IT ALL! And then you just see him at the bottom of the lake. And he's just like screaming. And you just see all this green shit as, you know, his dad's absorbing it. And he's just like, take it back, take it back. It's just not stopping. And, yeah. It's like that. Tr- it's like damn, damn. 
it's so suppressed and it's just endless and then Thunderbolt Ross has to make the hard decision by throwing a missile at the two of them presumably killing them both only really like killing the dad because that dude literally was turning to a bubble I was ready to pop shows a pop that's dead and they even show you a shot of Bruce in the water and he's still alive so to give the movie credit it's not even high in the fact that Bruce is still alive but what I will say, it does have this kind of a, a bit of an emotional scene where it shows Bruce and he's just in the water, kind of not really, like barely conscious. And it shows a memory pop up in his head. Right after his dad dies, this memory pops up of like his dad kissing him to sleep and saying, I love you, son. It's like, damn. Damn. But then again, Bruce said it better. He said it best himself earlier. It's like, maybe at one point you were my dad. But you are not my dad, nor will you ever be my dad. It's like, that that, that dude that was your dad for all those years, or not even all those years, for those few years, that dude is gone. And... Yeah, it's sad. It's very sad. You know, it ends with, um... I like that they give Ross a heart in this. Like, Thunderbolt Ross, he's, you know... He didn't hate the Hulk. He was afraid of the Hulk. More or less because he knew his father and he knew what his father was capable of. So, you know, he had that paranoia of, you know... What could be. He has this line earlier in the day. Where him and Betty are going back and forth. And he's like. He says that he does not remember. His father at all. But he's working in the same. goddamn department. That his father worked in. It's either he's lying. Or. And then she says something like. You set on a predestined path. And then he was like. I was just going to say damned. But yeah, he didn't... Ross didn't want him dead. I mean, even if you can argue that the reason he didn't want Bruce dead is, you know... Respect, you know, it's respect and love for his daughter. You know, he's taking care of him because she cares for him. It's like he didn't want her to die. He didn't want Bruce to die. Probably David, yeah, sure. I mean, we saw a little bit of a glance at the them looking at each other right before David talks to Bruce. It's like, if looks can kill, that'd be like Apollo and Rocky, except they wouldn't knock each other out. They'd both be dead. If, if looks can kill. But you can even tell that when Ross was making that call to you know, like shoot the missile... You can tell he's just like, he was reluctant to do so, but he's like, I have to. And you even get to see Betty, like, console him a little bit, put a hand on his shoulder being like, you know, kind of like, you had to do what you had to do. And then you get this little, like, one year later thing where 
um, Ross, he calls Betty, and then he's just, like, checking up on her, and he's just like, just to let you know, there's, there's just, like, no way that either those two are alive, right? Because that missile, they're both dead, right? But maybe it's because I'm hanging out here, but I just keep seeing things. I just, you know, everywhere I look, I just see green. So that sounds like, you know, it sounds like somebody that's still, despite the fact he had to do what he had to do. And he sounds like he still feels really bad about it. And Betty says a line here that confuses me. And I thought it was a really sweet line at first. But after seeing that this last time. I don't. I think it's a little bit more heartbreaking than anything. Because. So Ross is talking about how. It's like if. Banner is still alive. He'll probably. And he contacts you. Would you even tell us? And she was like, without hesitation, like, no, I would not. She's like, but to be honest, if he is still alive, I kind of hope he doesn't. Because I loved him. Which... Yeah, it sounds like she... It sounds like she's still... She still loves the guy, sure. Like, she still really cares for the guy. Obviously, she was always there to make sure that, you know, he doesn't die or anything. You know, always there for his best interest. But, yeah, it's like... It doesn't sound like she's, like, in love with him anymore. That's why the whole, like, I loved him. And it's like... That's why she's telling her father, like, I hope he doesn't try to come find me. Because he's, try- he's trying to look for something with me that I can't offer him back. Which is like, damn. Damn. If that's what the, is that, if that's what they were going for, damn. That is fucking, whoo, that's cold. And, um, wherever Bruce is at, he, um. Yeah, it's probably a lot better off for him where he's at. And it turns out that he's like in some rainforest somewhere down in um, South America. I can't really quite locate where. I'm not pretending to know how, you know, what part of the country that is or where it is. I just know it looks really pretty. Oh, by the way, that little transition shot where it shows like, after they got done, Betty and um, Ross get done with her, or Betty and Ross, Betty and Thunderbolt get, it's a weird name, after her and her dad get done talking to each other, it shows her look outside, and of course, all she sees is green, and then it transitions into the rainforest, where it shows Bruce, you know, he's just tending other people, the illnesses and everything, and then you see these other guys come in, and they're like, hey, give me a, Get all this, um, 
give us all this medicine. It's like, what are you doing taking our medicine? Who are you to decide who gets to live, who doesn't? This belongs to the government. And he's all, like, poking him. like. And then Bruce says in Spanish, like, oh, you're making me angry. You want to like me when I'm angry. And then, like, the camera, like, pans out. And all you see is trees. And then in the distance, all you hear is the Hulk scream. What can I say, man? I loved this film, and... Some part of me still loves this film. Now, I'll try to keep this in mind. I still will acknowledge... That, you know, a lot of this may have to do with nostalgia, like I said... I was a wee boy when I watched this. And a lot of the things that I really enjoyed about it when I was younger still kind of sit with me today. And, man, I just loved going through this movie again. Like, rediscovering, very much like Bruce, you know, you know, rediscovering all these memories as a kid. It's like something about watching this movie again. Like, all these familiar thoughts of, like, how certain scenes made me feel when I was younger. While also rediscovering things that, you know, I didn't quite understand when I was younger. But now, grown to understand more and now I can appreciate a lot more than when I was a young boy. Oh, man. It was, um... It was a hell of a more, um... I can't even explain it. It was a very fascinating run through with this movie. And. Yeah. This. Now this may not be saying much. Considering the Hulk films have not been great. But I still think to this day. This is my definitive Hulk movie. But I think this is going to be the more controversial thing to say. I think Eric Bana and this Hulk respectively. So I guess I would say Ang Lee. I think this is still in my it's still in my heart the definitive Incredible Hulk. Or Hulk. At least as far as like live action goes. I'll just say it that. Like I said, I I like what the MCU did with the Hulk in the films. But they do really dig into some of the psyche with Bruce and everything. And I think a lot of it is really well done. I just think if they really took the time to like make their own film and go down that rabbit hole. I mean, I think there's like a weird deal with Universal, which is why Marvel is kind of reluctant to make another solo film, which I understand. That'd be a pain in the ass, which I think is a lot of the reason why The Incredible Hulk's the only film that they decided to do in the MCU with him. 
they decided to go with um, making, you know, giving Hulk a character arc through films. It's like, in this film, it's his first arc. And then the this movie, it's his second arc. Then we get to this movie, then we get to see his third and final arc. That's his Hulk movie. Just, you know, cut up into three different films and added on. Which, I will say, that's a very clever way of get, getting around that. I don't know. I really don't know. I also respect this um, movie for going with a um, pretty, pretty obscure villain to have in here. Um, absorbing man or absorption. Someone so obscure I still don't even fucking know their exact name. Just kind of like what their name is. It's one of the two. Maybe it's not even one of the two. Maybe I'm just saying two different names and then everyone's just like, that's no one's name. You made that up. Those are both made up. I mean, all names are made up, but... It's not attached to anything. It's, a, it's, an, it's attached to an idiot that's trying to remember a name, but that's about it. <laughs> Don't be funny me. <sighs> that all being said, how would I rate this? Fuck, man. That is hard. That is really hard, honestly. And I almost don't want to rate it. Because I feel like... I feel like if I rate it, then, um... I don't know. Here's what I will say. As far as rating goes. I'm not going to flake out and say I'm not going to rate it. It's just going to be hard for me. But here's something that might shock y'all. And before I give you my rating, I want to give you an idea of what the ratings are on here. Like, it really fucking matters. But I want to look at... The, well, first of all... First of all, let's look at this. Let's look at the Incredible Hulk movie. Okay, that's a little bit better. I'd say the Incredible Hulk... Is like about a six in comparison. And then on IMDb, Metacritic, and um, Rotten Tomatoes, I'd say it's like a five. So it kind of like, it's quite literally people are split on it. So, um,. At the risk of being called a contrarian, I'm going to call, I'm going to give this movie, Hulk, Ang Lee's 2003 Hulk, a 4 out of 5. Look, I know that may seem insane. I know that might seem insane for some. But honestly, I can't tell you or even explain 
my experiences of rediscovering this film. You also have to keep in mind that one of the complaints about you know them them not showing the Hulk and they make you wait forever to wait for the Hulk are probably the same people that complain about Godzilla not showing up enough in 2014's Godzilla movie, which I still really like that movie and I still live under the premise of um. I prefer quality over quantity. Which with that movie, it's like... Yeah, he is shown very, very little. But the times where he does show up, it's like... Fuck. That's so awesome. But unlike Godzilla... Hulk, after he shows up, he shows up... Like, he's in the second half of the film quite frequently, so... Yeah, if I was if I'm okay with Godzilla not being there as much in his own mo- movie, hell, I'll take Hulk for being in like the majority of the second half of this movie. So yeah, those are my thoughts, and um, in this case, experience with this Hulk film. So now I bring it up to you guys. Am I alone on this? Am I on this lonely island of, you know, someone that just enjoys Angley's Hulk to this extent? Or, you know, is there other praise for this film that maybe I didn't quite, you know, maybe I got to the cusp of, but I didn't quite go too far into it that maybe you guys felt... You know, what? whatever it is, whether you super agree or disagree, just let me know. I'm very curious, especially with this movie. More or less than any other movie um, in a while. Because, um... I mean, if, if you guys want to keep talking trash about this movie, fine. I, I'm not telling you to like this film, but... If you ask me, I think the hate for this film has lasted long enough. So I think it's about time that we finally start giving this film some respect that it does, in my opinion, well deserve. Speaking of this hate train going on long enough, I think this particular episode has gone on long enough. So as for tonight, that's all I got for y'all. Thanks, guys, for joining me down this trip down memory lane. I hope to see y'all for the next one. I'm kind of lost for words at this moment. Um, I hope to see you guys all next time. But until then, I hope you guys have a good night. Stay safe. And, of course, join the rant. And I'll see y'all next time. Peace. Peace.